0: From HR Wins, I'm George LaRocque. You're listening to another HR Market Watch Future Work Podcast. The robots are coming for our jobs. The computer uprising is upon us. Did you people watch the Matrix films? All right, settle down now. When I read some of the people tech or HR tech related news, some of it sounds this way. Why? I think mainly because incremental improvement just isn't sexy. And more promises that sound like, hey, we're going to get HR and recruiters a seat at the table, well, that just makes us want to punch people. That said, the tech is coming at us faster than ever. I mean, if you've got your head in the sand and discounting technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, and any type of automation, your competition will eat your lunch eventually. These technologies are being used now in specific use cases in HR, and they're having an impact. One of the biggest impacts right now is the learning that's happening about how to use this tech. And also, well, the learning that the tech is doing itself, Um, but everybody is trying to look into the future right now and anticipate the role of HR and especially the recruiting function and the recruiter, you know, what will that be in just a few years? Now, this is a conversation that I'm having more and more as I meet with talent and HR leaders from around the world. Will there be fewer recruiters just a few years from now? Or will it just change the role, actually improve it? I'm on a quest to cut through the hype and discover where this technology has been tested and implemented, what use cases we have, and how those might help us understand better where we're headed. As you all know, I like to draw my perspective and answers from experience and data. The challenge here is that we don't have a lot of useful history or use cases we can dig into i mean in the past we've seen tech go through very repeatable adoption cycles that were a heck of a lot slower and we could see the impact emerge and make fair assumptions about where we're headed but this one is just coming on too fast so as i'm looking to understand the future role of recruiting and of the recruiter i'm asking for insight from people that have some hands-on perspective to share now i'm pleased to let you listen in on a conversation Uh, That I just had. It's with the founder of a company called Alio. Now you heard Jason Roberts of Ronstad SourceWrite talk about his experience with Alio on a previous podcast. It sounded so interesting that I went to the source and the founders of Alio promised to bring along some real use cases and they did not disappoint. But spoiler alert, this guy doesn't think tech will replace recruiters, but you're going to want to give a listen to hear how he thinks it will change them. Okay. Our guest today is Sahil Satni, a co-founder of Alio. Alio bills itself as the end to end AI recruiter. A lot of times when we hear about AI and recruiting, it's associated with candidate engagement via chatbot or another interface. Alio claims to go deep into the hiring process and lists several notable brands as customers like Hilton Hotels, AT&T, Brinker, who... Um, I'm familiar with Brinker because they own Maggiano's, um, among, uh, and they have many other customers across industries on their website. Um, I met Sahil at an industry conference and he had a lot of specific customer use cases that we talked about for Alio and, um, experience and use cases are what I'm looking for here as, as we've heard on other episodes. So I'm excited to learn more, um. I got to know Sahil a little bit um, at the conference. I know this is his first venture into HR technology or the employment and recruiting space um, after notably spending some time at um, McKinsey and as a tech entrepreneur um, otherwise. So I'm excited to hear more, learn more, and share more with everyone about Alio. Welcome, Sahil.
1: Thank you so much, George. Thanks for inviting me and having me on your show.
0: Oh, it's, it's my pleasure, my pleasure. So, as I mentioned, um, you're new to the industry. I'm, I'm always curious, um, what attracted you to, to this space?
1: I'm actually completely illiterate when it comes to HR. Literally, <laughs> I, I know nothing here. And, and that's probably one of the biggest drivers of curiosity. In fact, I'll tell you the joke is, I spent the last three or four weeks traveling around meet, meeting CHROs. Just last week, I asked two CHROs what does a CHRO do? I really did not know. I had no idea what a CHRO, so I'm learning on the go. But, but you know, what my, my passion as a person, I'm passionate about businesses that on one side make real money while they have a direct social impact on the other side. And this typically falls under the category of what's called B2B2C. And for, more, for me personally, recruiting is one of the uh, segments which scores very high on that chart. Uh, you know, just, just to give you an example on the social impact, even today, George, I spend around 20 minutes a day looking at that portal that we have internally where you can see applicants having live conversations with our AI recruiter, Alio. And it's such a delight to see them being helped. And it was that motivation that led us to starting Alio three years ago.
0: Okay, okay. Um, you know, that... Um you know that feeling of helping people and that sort of B 2 b to C world um, you know that's that's really interesting now did, did um, you know, did you have the idea for alio or how did how did uh, you know what came first? the idea for a business uh, and then uh, the feeling of helping people, or did the, that feeling lead you to alio or how did it come about?
1: It was really actually not one person or one idea. Uh, frankly speaking, it was a couple of hundred random people on the road who we interviewed in 2015. So let, let me elaborate. Um, uh, my friend and I, super close friend Ankit, he and I, we quit our jobs the moment both of us had our green card, right? No reason to be employed at that point. And we were super passionate about recruiting, but really had never been a recruiter. So what we did was we set up a staffing company where we signed up all the local brick and mortar stores. And we would really camp out from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. We would camp out in malls sourcing talent. And it literally became embarrassing for my wife to shop in those malls. I knew it end-to-end, they knew me. And this went on for six months teaching us uh, you know, what each side of the marketplace really wants and allowing us to enable that matching with technology. And this technology practically replicated what we were doing as recruiters at our staffing firm, eventually taking the shape of Alio, an AI recruiter. And so there was really no moment where, you know, a light bulb goes off or you have an idea. It was just observing how the local labor market here responded to substituting some excruciating, boring recruiting administrative tasks with AI technology and then optimizing the engagement around that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, is that uh, that experience, uh, you know, with retail or, you know, you, you mentioned a shopping mall? Uh, is that the area where you focus? Is is that who it's built for? That that's that kind of recruiting?
1: I would say around seventy to seventy five percent of our uh, focus or our customer base and employment tends to be around the high volume recruiting, and there are two reasons for that. One is. of the U.S. labor market falls under either hourly or university recruits, right? That's just the structure of the market. But also when you're looking at AI technology, especially technology trying to automate some of these activities, it's easier to do them in high-volume, low-skill segments where the screening, where the process is more objective. And so for that reason, uh, we've got a lot of concentration in the high-volume recruiting, but a good 30% falls under other segments like finance, tech, you know, healthcare, biotech, and all the other niche markets.
0: Right, right. So um, that makes good sense to me because that volume, you know, the 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 there are so many tasks related to every candidate um, finding them, scheduling them, you know, processing that, you know, the whole thing. So uh, a lot of moving parts and a lot of volume. So we've talked about AI. We've been, we haven't really, you know, drilled into what this is. So I, I, I've heard from you and from other folks that Alio goes really deep into the process. So expand on that. What, what, what's included in the, in the platform?
1: Yeah. So we've got, we we tout ourselves to be basically the end to end AI recruiter. So we've got Alio, which has skills ranging from capture and apply, which is capturing prospects, be it on the website or offline or social media or job boards, then screening and assessing them, automating scheduling and hiring activities, including extending an offer and negotiating them, Uh, retention, which is your post-hire check-in or providing an employee hotline to candidates and so forth. And this is all on the applicant side. What's also included are the employer side, which is Alio interfacing with each of the recruiters or hiring managers trying to understand what kind of hiring needs they have and supporting them uh, in achieving their goal on when they want to hire or fill a particular position by, and also reporting up to HR leadership on analytics and, and guidance on what would be best for them. And so it's really this complete package which allows Alio to interface with all the three stakeholders, applicants hiring managers and HR leadership, which is included in what comes with that.
0: Now, do you, do your customers currently, um, do they implement all of that at once or do they start in certain places and then, you know, phase the implementation or how has that gone for you?
1: No, you know, everything has to start with business value, everything. And so the first question when I, when I or somebody in my sales team would talk with a customer is, what's your pain? So if you're a McDonald's or say you're a Walmart, your pain is not capturing talent. You're an industry leader. You already get more applicants than you want. So your pain is in sifting through this entire you know, millions of applicants and identifying those who are quote-unquote interviewable. But if you're somebody who doesn't have that brand or you're in a niche segment, Then your issue is more around sourcing and capturing and getting them to apply. Similarly, if you're a staffing agency, your issue is talent network engagement or employee referrals. And so, you know, everyone in the industry uh, out there is learning about such products. It's a new category. And the best way to prove out the value is to identify the pain that they have and then give them something or the skills of value that matches to that pain and prove it out
0: well you know you 've got these use cases out in the field you your your uh, your product is out there your platform is out there um, in these environments what Where have you seen um, you know the most value delivered uh, across that spectrum um, and I know it might vary from customer to customer, but do you have any you know quick uh, case case studies that you could share? as far as how this has really had an impact on the, on the process?
1: Totally. Uh, I'll just give you two or three of them, which completely game changing, unprecedented impact, as we've heard from our customers. Um, Number one, let's pick up, you know, we, we deal a lot with the restaurant industry. One of the large restaurant chains uh, signs up Alio. Literally this was, this was back in 2016. I called up the, cold-called the customer or the prospect he was driving. He went off the freeway. I told him to text a number. He texted that number. He went off the freeway. That evening, he signed up. We deployed in a week. And by end of the month, George, we were in every location they have in the country, every location by end of the month. And the big impact that these guys achieved were closing down close to two-thirds of their job wrecks. In around three to four weeks wow. because of their job wrecks not because Alio was doing some killer job sourcing because the fact that there was so much drop off from their traditional idea that now was not happening because the same applicants who were going through an application now were getting a conversation so that that's one case point uh, another big company huge company uh, that is in the uh, it's in, in the BPO space uh, they had a wreck which is their dominant rec, which gets the most volume, evergreen for 27 years, 27 years. Alio came in, tapped into their talent network, did a better job keeping people engaged, and closed that rec in three months. Today, Alio serves every rec of theirs. Like 27 years evergreen, closed in three months.
0: Wow. Well, so explain for, uh, evergreen might mean different things to different people. So this is a job that, uh, is prevalent across this RPO's customer base. Um, and, uh, because of the volume or the churn related to that job, is that right?
1: Yeah. So they never, they could never fill that, that wreck such so as to close it. So they had okay. resorted to it being evergreen. Yeah. But they what they did not realize that they had enough people in their talent pool. They just had too much drop off. That through efficiency and engagement, they could actually get enough supply. That for the remaining six months of the year, they could close down their rec and not worry about recruiting for it.
0: Wow, wow. That's uh, that's that's pretty cool. Now, y- you mentioned the. Um, uh, I, I know that in both of these use cases, there's a, a, a candidate and a uh, operational um, side to those stories. Right. Uh, uh, but do you have any, um, any examples that really underscore uh, that uh, support to the recruiting or the HR function? Um, I don't mean to put Yeah, that-
1: absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, um, if you think about HR function, let's, let's talk about HR leadership, right? The, the, when you, HR leadership has historically uh, has one big challenge. They want to play, play a strategic role, whereas they're recruited to play an operational efficiency role. They're recruited to just run the process and fill the rest, when in reality they want to come and influence operational outlook. A big, big, big challenge. In this light, the ability, and I'll take, I'll go back to the example of, and I'll give the name Taco Bueno, uh, the, the chain where uh, I spoke about how we were within a, within a, within a month in every location of that. Mm-hmm. We were able to get so good at managing the talent pipeline associated with every rec in every location that eventually the HR leadership back then of Taco Bueno would use those numbers basically behind every rec. you had a talent pipeline. And that talent pipeline would allow you to forecast the staffing at every location with a 98% accuracy. And with that staffing percentage, you can estimate how much sales you're going to hit and how you're going to hit your quarterly uh, goals that you've set for every location. And how brilliant is that? That you've gone from a talent pipeline first and you're estimating sales pipeline second.
0: Wow, that's uh, that's pretty powerful. Um, so is is that uh, are, are you providing? You're providing just the uh, the insight to the talent pipeline. They're obviously forecasting in another tool. That's that's a completely separate um, uh, a separate system. That's right.
1: Yes. That's
0: right. Uh, But are but are you providing analytics uh, that sort of go up to that point from a from a talent perspective? Is are there analytics and and reporting that um, that would show the talent side of that, that equation, or are they taking the data out of Alio and doing all of that somewhere else?
1: So so this is it's actually a big difference in the mindset. So we have tried to play Alio. Alio is a tool right? No doubt. It's a tool. It's a software. But we try to play Alio like a human. We try to play it like a human. And when it's a human, you don't want the different members of the team, whether it's HR leadership, recruiters, hiring managers, to want to use it as a tool. So what, what we figured out is that while there's a dashboard which has the analytics, the fun and the value of it comes is when Alio every Friday emails the VP of talent acquisition that, hey, here are your 100 requisitions. Here's the red, yellow, green status of each of them based on am I going to fill them up by the deadline that you have? By the way, here's the feedback that I'm collecting for the different interviewers against those recs. And here's the interview-to-hire ratio. Where are your interviewers dropping the ball? Because we all know this. Applicants drop the ball, no doubt. But our hiring managers, our recruiters, drop the ball so often, so often, right? And it shows up, the lagging indicator of that is glass door, but can you have a leading indicator of that? And so it's that kind of analytics, the ability to go up to HR leadership and say, hey, here's how the health of your recruiting system looks like, and here's some tactical areas where you as HR leadership leadership should intervene or support. Now that's on, that's on HR leadership. Similarly, at every hiring manager level, you have a job rec, George, and Alio is helping you out. And you say that, hey, I need a person who can do sales, but they should have somewhere between two to five years of experience. For some reason, you believe that's the optimal amount of experience. And you say that I need 10 interviews this week to close the rec. And Alio comes back and says, hey, George, it is Tuesday. I've scheduled four interviews. By the way, you told me it's two to five years of experience threshold. If you made it two to six, I can make it eight interviews because guess what? Applicants are trying to slightly exaggerate uh, their experience level. And it's your call at that point, but that insight for you, that you can actually close your rec by relaxing some of your DQ criteria allows you to optimize your hiring pipeline.
0: So Alio is... Is do is is making that assessment based on the data, based on the candidates in play, and speaking to the managers in natural language like that? Um, as, exactly. Right.
1: Over, over right. email. Over email. In the case of corporate entities, because email is a form of communication, as opposed to a dashboard, which is a tool.
0: Right. 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 Wow. That's, that's both, uh, exciting and a little bit scary at the, at the same time for I think, a lot of, a lot of recruiters, which is a good segue to, um, you know, a big, a big part of what I'm, uh, I think everybody's wrestling with and I'm just, you know, facilitating the conversation is, you know, um, what might the future look like for the recruiter and for the, uh, recruiting function? And, um, you know, I've I've you mentioned uh, Ankit, your friend and co-founder. I, I had heard him on a, uh, a a friend, you know, friends podcast, uh, uh, Joel Ch- the Chad and Cheese podcast, Joel Cheeseman and Chad Soash, Um, and he had mentioned that you had a uh, a customer where uh, at on one extreme, right? Alio was the recruiter uh, reporting into recruiting leadership. Is that is that common for your customers to be looking for Alio to replace the function or, or the role uh, or is that, is there something unique about that? Is that, uh, is that a, is that the use case you're looking for?
1: I think uh, so the answer, the answer is no, we we've seldom see any replacement happen. Seldom okay. seen any replacement. I think for all of us who've been recruiters, we know that our life is, heavily imburdened with work, heavily imburdened with work. We have too much work and sadly 80% of that work is rote, boring administrative tasks. It really is. You're running petty analytics, you're updating sheets, you're leaving voicemails, you're sending email campaigns, you're leaving emails, whatever, right? All that kind of stuff. What we have seen uh, in reality is that by giving back the same recruiters or hiring managers, the one or two days a week. So we save 20 to 40% of time. By giving back that time to the recruiters, the recruiting function is able to step back and allow the same team members to do two things. One is use what they're really good at, what they were actually recruited for. Nobody sits down in a, in a recruiter interview and says, show me how, if you can use Excel. They're looking at how you can engage with candidates. So, they they, they allow them to focus on that, which is converting people who Alio has brought to them into hires, right? That conversion really, really matters. It's almost like sales, converting that somebody who's all said, yes, I want to buy into a contract. So, that's one. And second, a step back and do much more strategic initiatives. A lot. Going back to the point I raised earlier, the... Other functions seldom look at HR to be a strategic partner. It's sad, but they, they just don't do that. This right. only means that HR needs to make extra effort to prove their strategic value. And to do that, you need to allow both top and down everybody to take a step back and say, hey, how's this going to impact the company in terms of this rec or this role or whatever or recruiting or other functions of HR? How is this going to impact the company in terms of the one goal we might have? It might be hitting a sales number. It might be entering a new market. It might be opening new, starting new products, whatever. How is this going to impact us? And to be able to come back and influence that is what will allow them to have a stronger voice at that C-suite table. Hmm. I'll give you an example. Uh, One of our customers is Hilton, and Hilton, while using Alio, was able to return roughly around one to two days for recruiter per week of time. In other words, they were able to uh, give out effectively, Hilton was able to give out six times more offers in the same period of time, which oh. has just to start off has a tremendous impact in time to hire. But it also has tremendous opportunity for the same recruiters to step back and say, what does this mean in terms of the health of that particular function and how it's going to end, uh, how it's going to look at the end of the quarter, right. And I think that is the big play uh, here. We have never seen us replacing people. I think we just allow better prioritization of their work because to start with, they're just completely submerged with administrative tasks.
0: Right, right. And, that, you know, I, I think that in the current incarnation of these tools, uh, that seems to be, you know, all of the conversations that I'm having seem to be leading in you know in that direction, um, allowing the uh, recruiters and the recruiting function to become you know more of a business partner and engaging in the conversations they just don't have time for, and they just don't they actually don't have the data they're not equipped to have those conversations right now. Um, And uh, so it sounds like you're, uh, you may even be initiating some of those conversations for the recruiters with some of that automated insight that you're, that you're providing. And I wonder if that might be a great, a great way to, um, you know, to, to leverage the technology. Um, You know, if the Uh, if the manager is seeing that, well, if I, if I open up my requirements a little bit, I would have more candidates. We'd fill this faster. Uh, This is a conversation I want to talk to my HR business partner about, Um, you know, what, what's the impact on the team if we do that, um, if that's the profile. Um, So that's, that's encouraging. That's not as scary as it, as it, as it might've uh, might've sounded uh, up front. So, um,
1: I'll, I'll I'll add the I'll add the caveat, right? Uh, technology, we so since many many whatever centuries we've just seen. If you had one technology index, it's gone up, right? And it it might be the fastest growing index out there. The goal of technology has never been to replace humans. If you go back to the history of times, it has been to take activities which were rote repetitive and automate them so that the same humans could elevate themselves to doing higher value activity. That's it. The reason why the U.S. leads in technology has a, is a big contributor to U.S. being the leading economy out there. If you go to some of the developing countries, one of the core elements they miss out on is uh, just having technology do that. And technology does it without fault, does it consistently, and it does it promptly. But it elevates the skill set of the society, which translates into the net value that that society produces, whether socially or economically. And so I think, you know, software always has automated, that's the goal of software. The thing that AI adds on top of it is an additional layer of engagement, and that's unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I could, I could dig into uh, this stuff for a long time, but um, we, we're, we're out of time for today. Uh, I wanted you to have a chance to let folks know uh, if they're interested in finding out more about Alio and, and uh, the successes that you're having, um, where can they find you or, or meet you? Well, firstly,
1: you know, we completely acknowledge that we're a new category in HR tech, right? HR tech is traditionally very commoditized, but we're a new category. And this puts us in the responsibility of educating the market as a top priority for us. And so if there's any way I can help anyone or share material or provide any educational content, please bring us. Our website is alio.com. That's A-L-L-Y-O.com. And one can always email us at uh, hello at alio.com. And you can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. We have usually some event every month. But again, uh, I'll go back to your first question, George. I'm not doing this. The market told us to do it. I am an illiterate. I'll continue to lag behind. But as people come forth and educate us and we could share what we are doing, collectively, we can draw some improvement here.
0: Well, I would uh, I would say you're selling yourself a little bit short. Uh, you've clearly been a student with your uh, with your customers, um, and uh, and I applaud you for being uh, you know transparent about you know, where, you know the fact that you know where the category is and and uh, where where you are on um, your learning curve here. Um, but uh, you know, congratulations for the success that you've had, and thanks for your time today.
1: Thank you so much, George. It was a delight to be on your show.
0: I want to thank my guest Sahil Sani again from Alio for sharing his experience and insights with us. And I'd like to remind you that if you're doing something interesting in HR or HR technology, whether you're an employer or a tech vendor, I would love to have you as my guest on HR Market Watch. How? Just email me at HRMW, that's HRM like market, W like watch, at HRWins.com. And we'll start the conversation there. Thanks again for listening in and giving me a few minutes of your day. Talk to you next time.